Folks, we're back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, and I got a special guest, maybe. I don't know. When I put out the tweet a while back asking, you know, who wants to talk basketball, I got a bunch of replies, and I got a bunch of replies. Hey, talk talk to Wilson. Talk to Wilson. So here it is. Wilson joining me on the podcast. Wilson, how are you doing? Doing well. How about you, man? I'm good. I'm good. So what I want to do, we hadn't really – Will and I haven't really talked about basketball much this year football's dominated the conversation pack is four and one right now what do you think so far of what you've seen from this team i mean i really like it i really like uh manny bates's development i like the experience braxton has brought our team especially with um like his defense has improved a lot this year uh, like the yeah, shooting Thomas Allen brings as well. Yeah, I agree. I think Manny Bates has been the biggest, I don't know, turnaround. You know, in football oh, yeah. comparison, Bailey Hockman has turned around um, his performance performance from the year before. Manny Bates just looks like a completely different player, like physically in his oh, game, yeah. like actually looking for looking for his offense. I mean, it's, it's impressive. I think his development in, in this short time has been – it's been eye-opening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree for sure. Looks like a whole new basketball player. Yeah, he really does. Uh, who have you who, – who do you want to see more of or more from at least? Um, I really like Sebron, honestly. I mean, yeah. he is definitely probably our biggest guard. He's very long and he – uh. I think he's got a lot of potential and a lot of upside. So I'd like to see more of him and also uh, Shaquille Moore. I think his offense is going to improve a lot, like, through his career at State. Yeah. And I really like his defense so far as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he brings kind of another level on the energy side from from defense. I was surprised. I'll be honest with – what I've seen from Shaq Moore so far is in terms of uh, offense, or he hasn't scored a lot. He's averaging five points a game, but the knock on him when he was being recruited was, you know, hey, he's he's not a great shooter. He's actually he's actually shooting all right. I mean, yeah. he's shooting forty five percent from the field, uh, you know, thirty thirty five percent from three. I mean, that's better than I expected. And yeah. it was kind of the same thing with with Sebron. Is like well, he can't really shoot, but he's you know, shooting seventy, fifty percent from three, fifty percent from the field, seventy two percent from the free throw line. Like his stroke doesn't look that bad, so I'm kind of wondering what all those reports were about. That's uh, kind of kind of strange to me. I don't yeah. know. I agree, man. Yeah, Thomas Allen. I I, I want to see a little bit more from Thomas Allen. To me, he's a guy that I think can have an impact, and he. I'm not sure if it's. You know, new team jitters or or whatever, but it feels like he needs to uh, like relax a little bit and you know take a deep breath and and be okay. Like shoot, right? He's a shooter. You got to shoot. 
And it has his shot hasn't fallen for him. And I think it's kind of, it, it feels like he's pressing a little bit, right? Right. What do you think? Yeah. I know he's a really good shooter based on, from what I saw f- from him in uh, high school and at Nebraska. I think he's just got to find his group. He, uh, I know he's coming off of an injury from like last year. So I think it's just that combined with, you know, like a new team, new atmosphere. I think he's just kind of got to find his groove. And I think he'll definitely improve as the season goes on. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. One thing, what is what has surprised you the most? Um, Honestly, what's surprised me the most is how little we have really used Thunderbird in those first few games. I mean, I think he's averaging like eight points, three rebounds, I want to say maybe. Only 19 minutes too. Yeah. Like I think – I don't think Manny's taken his spot because I know he's been out a few games because of contact tracing or COVID. But I think um, just the lack of his use – has really surprised me because I thought he was going to be the guy this year. And from what I've seen, he hasn't really like done too much. Yeah. Again, it's, I think it's a slow start, but I'm not sure what the minutes, I'm not sure why his minutes seem to be lower than like Jericho Jericho's at 28 minutes a game. Braxton's at 26 minutes a game. Yeah. You know, I, I think, Funderburk would be up there. I don't remember if he got in foul trouble in any of those games that ha- that played into it as well. But yeah, we need him back, man. We need him back. Yeah, I think for he's sure. Crucial to this team's success. You know, not just because he's he's not going to score you know twenty and ten every night, but he is that guy that he can stretch your bigs. He's a hard matchup for a lot of guys because he can shoot. He can you know move around a little bit better than a lot of bigs. And if he doesn't play against Carolina coming up, I, I don't feel as good about that. Right? I think you need somebody like him against a team like them who's super long, super athletic. Yeah, I agree. Going back to the St. Louis game. right? So two games ago, Pat goes to St. Louis, picks up a random game, which uh, tell me if you feel differently. I agree with they, that they should have played this game, even if they were down, you know, down players to, like, play somebody you need to challenge your team like that was always my thought is you know they're going to go into ACC season having played you know UMass Lowell and a bunch of other teams that aren't really on your your level right do you think they should have taken that game yeah I I for sure think it will help us like I think by playing that game we're getting those uh some of the younger guys experience and we're also like Coming up against UNC, most likely won't have Thunderbird. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but um, <clears throat> I think having like Manny get all those minutes and having Braxton and J. Cole and Daniels get a lot more minutes than they typically get, I think that'll mm-hmm. help them against like a team like UNC this coming Tuesday. Yeah. To me, the big question is going to be, you know, for I guess backing up just all year, right? Thunderbird's going to come back at some point, but can, how how long can Manny Bates play without getting in foul trouble? That's been his. He, 
he gets he tends to get a bad rap sometimes, right? Because he tries to block every shot. There's a couple of calls in that Campbell game where he was legit standing there with his arms up and they called a foul on him yeah. just because they expect him to try to block it, right? They expect him to foul when you know when Carolina comes around, he's not getting the benefit of the doubt there. And so how do we handle their bigs with basically only one big? So I don't think they want to run Jalen Gibson for too much during that game. You just don't want to rely on freshman like that right right um yeah i mean last year i want to say thunderberg started and j cole guarded brooks and that was when manny was coming off the bench and yeah nothing against manny but he does foul sometimes more than thunderberg usually (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh so i like i don't know man i think um having DJ would definitely help against someone like uh, UNC, especially with Brooks and Baycott. And I don't know. It's just going to be tough. Like J. Cole is just a lot smaller than Brooks and Baycott. So it's just a lot tougher matchup. And Gibson is just, he's, he's new. He's not, uh, yeah, he doesn't have much experience at the college level yet. So I think he should improve. Like as the season goes on, like everyone else, but it's just kind of difficult with a game like UNC at the very beginning of the season, and you only have one game against a top 100 opponent right now or a top 50 opponent, and that was St. Louis, and you were undermanned as well for that. Yeah. I, what I want to see from this team is well, what I what I've wanted to see, and I think what people have wanted to see for a long time was Devin Daniels be uh what's the nice way to say this maybe more of a team player he still has a tendency to get the ball eyes down go to the rack and and now most of the time i think that works out well but he needs to be able to create for other guys because without cam hayes playing we saw that in you know these last two games without cam hayes you're relying on you know daniels and braxton to create for other players and Daniels is more equipped for that than than Braxton is, but Braxton is doing a much better job at that, right? It's so I really going into the ACC season, I want to see that change from David Daniels, right? And maybe that's wishful thinking because if he hasn't changed now, he's I'm not sure he's going to change, but just being a little bit more uh, distributor as opposed to score, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Devin is definitely a talented scorer, but you know, sometimes he'll make a three-point basket or he'll drive to the rack a couple times, and then we just need him to make sure he knows, like, if Thomas is wide open for three in the corner, wide open pass to him. That's right. better than, like, a turnover or, a um, or like, a fa- getting fouled and then, like, missing a free throw or something. Like, I think if he could just – get it to that guy. And I think that would open up more opportunities for him because if he did like dish it for a three point basket or something, then you have guys, um, you have guys like worrying about that more instead of just going after him when he drives the ball. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you can, you can kind of see that if you look at the assist to turnover ratio, between him and Braxton, right? I think Braxton seems to make 
better decisions with the ball in his hand. He's 3.4 assists, but he's only averaging he's averaging less than half a turnover as opposed to Devin Daniels averaging three assists and two turnovers. Right. So I think there's a little bit there's a difference there that that ball has got to be in Braxton's hands if Cam Hayes isn't on the floor. And I think that is apparent and that's starting. We saw a little bit more of that in the second half of the Campbell game. And you can see the team get a little bit in, in a little bit more of a flow. I wonder, I wonder, and let me ask you this, how much of that do you think is playing into Daniels the last couple of games? Hasn't really been shooting that well. You know, is he pressing because Cam Hayes isn't there? You know, is you know somebody's not creating, you know, shots for him or you know, creating space for others. You know, is that affecting Daniels over his last couple of games? Um, yeah, I think it definitely could be. I think like Daniels, I don't know that he's always like trying to or like playing selfish. I think it's more he just wants to uh like I feel like he's more confident when the ball is in his hands. Right. So I think when he has the ball in his hands and he's taking the shots, he's more confident than uh giving it to someone else. And so I think with Braxton um kind of running the show, if that's what you want to call it, um, he might just not be as confident as he was like against Duke last year when he just yeah. dominated. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it comes off weird. Like a lot of people say Devin Daniels plays hero ball. And I I don't necessarily think he's doing that intentional. I think, like you said, uh, he's confident in his abilities. And to be honest, I think he's the best player with you know to, to score and to make things happen. What I think I would like to see is just him get other people involved more. You know, so just that one extra pass. And it only happens, really, really only notice it when he drives to the lane and there's nowhere to go. And he somehow like tries to step back, puts up a shot when he should be driving. If he gets stopped, kick it. Right. I think that's right. right. That's the disconnect. That's something that, um, you know, I would like to see him improve on. But, you know, I don't know if that's that's just his game, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. So we got the heels coming up, right? First ACC game. How are you? How are you feeling about how this team's playing and how they match up with Carolina? Um, I think it's it really just depends on how our guys step up. Like without Thunderbird, it's going to be a lot tougher to guard their big men because we all know they have. Brooks, Baycott, uh, Kessler, and it's just a tough matchup when you have like one big man. I don't know if EB is playing or not, but it's always going to be a tough matchup against um, UNC because they are they rely heavily on their big men. Yeah, um, I think our guards are going to do a good job against UNC. Both teams have really good guard play. I'm pretty impressed from what I've seen, like, from uh, UNC just on, like, whenever they start a game, they've sometimes gotten down a little bit, and they always seem to kind of come back, except for uh, Iowa. Yeah. That was, like, the only game they haven't, like, come back and, like, almost won. 
I think Iowa this year will do that to some people. Yeah. The heels, what they've really missed, right? They've relied the last few years, they've relied on freshman point guards and younger point guards. And I think they are with Caleb Love this year too. And they're just not getting what they not getting the most out of him, I think, from their or most out of their guards, to be honest. They're they're not shooting well from three. And you know, they're relying on their big men, which to their credit, they have a lot of, they have a lot of yeah. good big men, right? You know, so that to me, I, I think the matchup there is state's got to shoot well and they have to put pressure on Carolina's guards. You know, if you can do those two things, you know, you're, you're not going to win the rebounding battle. We've seen that already this year. It's just not this team's strength. So get turnovers and shoot a little bit better. I'm hoping that the shooting like slump some of these guys have been in, over the last couple of games is is over. Right. They're back at home. They're going to, you know, kind of sh- shoot themselves out of it because I think you need that. You need to be more efficient on offense and you need these guys to shoot a little bit better, especially from 3 in order to put pressure on uh put pressure on the heels and their guards. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, I think we have a really deep bench at the guard spot. I mean, we got Hayes back, um, Shaq, and then Sebron, Thomas Allen, and Braxton. And then you match those guys up against uh, like Playtech and those freshmen. I mean, I think we really match up well at the guard spot for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that so that's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup from that standpoint. Uh, what I want to see is just. I liked what I saw from a defensive standpoint in the Campbell and the St. Louis game. I mean, they turned St. Louis over t- you know, two dozen times. Yeah. And they just couldn't get the ball in the basket. So if they can continue to keep up that kind of pressure, I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll win a lot more games than we'll lose this year if that's the case. Yeah, that's, I agree that's what, for sure. Yeah, that's what Keith wants to do, right? He wants to run that um, high-pressure style. They, you know, it's weird because this year, especially with Carolina, is that they're not, uh, they're not a team that's going to try to get out and run because they they know they don't have the same, I don't know, caliber guards that they've had or same you know players that they've had before. So it's in and then conversely, State wants to push the tempo, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up, right? Well, how are you feeling about this game? All right, I, don't, I won't get too far into it. The game is games tomorrow night. Got moved up at seven p.m. Um, Cam Hayes supposedly coming back. Um, you know, the one that's questionable is DJ Funderburk. Uh, doubtful, I guess, is what we've heard. How are you? How are you feeling about this game? Um, I'm not feeling terrible about it, but obviously, I think we all would feel better about it if we were positive DJ was playing or if he was playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, we match up well at the guard spot. Big man's going to be – or, like, getting rebounds is going to be tough. Um, Manny is going to have to step up again just how – just like how he did against um, St. Louis. I mean, that was his best game of his career by far, in my opinion. And I think if he can stay out of foul trouble, we will do all right. I think if he gets in foul trouble, it could be a long night for us. Yeah, I 
I can completely agree with that. And I kind of unfortunately expect that just the way the the calls seem to go. And especially with Carolina, they're going to want to bang this year. Yeah. How does Manny react to that? Right. It's just going to be a, it's going to be a volatile combo. I think it's tough. Um, <laughs> something that just happened while we were recording. Brian Kelly has won ACC coach of the year. How do you feel about that one? Oh man. <sighs> I'm just glad it wasn't a Mac Brown. Cause I saw that one article by, I want to say it was a Yahoo sports maybe or right yeah, from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Kelly, I understand more than Mac Brown, but I definitely think Dave deserved it. I mean, people had us at three or four wins preseason, 11th in the ACC. And Dave had us finish with an eight and three regular season record playing in the Gator Bowl, which I don't think anybody really saw coming preseason. And Notre Dame yeah, was nobody. Yeah, nobody did. Notre Dame was kind of expected to be second in the ACC, and like I just kind of disagree with it because I mean Notre Dame's not really an ACC team, like they are when yes. they when they need us. But next year, if things are back to normal and they don't need us anymore, they'll just forget this ever happened and go back to their independent schedule. I think. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm, I'm aghast at this Brian Kelly one. I just can't believe it. I just cannot yeah. believe that Brian Kelly won. This, yeah, I mean, that is absolutely it's absurd. The biggest hose job. This is the biggest hose job. Oh yeah. my God. Gosh. Wow. The disrespect. Well, yeah, it is so disrespectful. That is so perfect. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Wilson, I won't keep you much. This was uh, 22 minutes, a good preview. Let's get back to, um, you know, we'll talk after the Carolina game, and hopefully I'm not raging on anybody or anything at that point. But uh, thanks for joining, and I look forward to doing it again. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Course. I was raised by the waves. I was raised by the waves.